that without a dad production. What about a talk show host? <laughs> talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. Someone even told me once they thought I'd be a good talk show host. Really? Yeah, a couple of people. <laughs> How do you get that, though? Where do you start? Well, that's where it gets tricky. You can't just walk into a building and say, I want to be a talk show host. I wouldn't think so. Well, anybody could be a talk show host. Why not me? Why not? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Morning Jose. That is Morning Jose. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca. It's an honor to have you guys here with us today. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. Go check out my YouTube videos. All you got to do is search for Jose de la Roca. What I found out is that if you search for Jose de la Roca, my YouTube playlist comes up. Number one search. So there you go. And where could people find you? Andre E. Hey, hello again. Uh, people can find me on uh, Instagram under uh, Dr. Dre Dilla the, with underscores in between. So we were, you sound so full. I don't know it's because I'm talking and I'm hearing my voice and I'm not able to like hear me how I'm coming out. Isn't that, that's the weird thing about hearing and, and speaking. Like you never really know exactly how you sound until you really hear it back. And then uh, last show, the show that we did before that you stopped by and we were talking about your brand new album. That's right. Uh, which is called? It's called Newer. And the band is uh, Cybercrime. You could get it everywhere, meaning Spotify, iTunes, where else? It's also on YouTube in the you know topic videos, and um, and, and it's on like a bunch of other like music services that I've never even heard of before. Like I googled it last night. I'm like, what the hell is this? Is like some weird like name like Doozer or something like that. And I'm like, uh, I'm I'm glad CD Baby exists because at least we know that need be we're being paid you know for it so i'm like eh. they're pretty incredible how they send it out everywhere it's cool so you stop by and then i'm um producing the whole show for to be played and to be posted and then i noticed how your voice is so tiny compared in the waveform yeah compared to mine so i had to go fix it but every time i will like listen to it you will sound so full and i will sound like how I sound run right now, but I'm like every time, like right now, you sound so full to me, but I feel like I'm not even on the mic, which yeah. is a weird thing. <laughs> well, you have like a, a stronger voice than I do. Like I'm, I have such a weak, thin voice that like, uh, well, I'm not used to talking, so I think I think my voice is still very, like I'm not exercised, if that makes sense. You know? Me neither. I mean. Sometimes I can't even speak right. <laughs> it's a different thing between volume. You know what? Uh, funny thing. The first time I ever um, noticed how loud I am, um, I was doing speech class at GCC. I went to Glendale Community College. First oh. time I ever, um, I took a speech class. Oh, cool. And at some point, you need to go get up in front of the class and, and yeah, speak, right? Right. And at the, at the time, I was just... Come, you know, straight out of high school. So I was super thin. I was like 120. Mm -hmm. And for people that don't know me, 
I'm like literally fucking super tiny. I'm like <laughs> five one, five two, hidden five two. Um, and then I remember like everybody looking at me, and I forgot what the topic was. And then I started talking, and the topic was not even funny, but everybody started laughing. And I was like, "What? What was that?" And then I asked one of my friends at the end. They're like, "Hey, why? Why did everybody start laughing as soon as I I started talking?" And they were like. Because you were so loud. Like, we never expected <laughs> that voice to come out so, oh, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Because I had, like, I'm like, I guess when it comes into, like, speaking, like, uh -huh. especially that I know that I need to be heard, I speak loud. Um, my voice comes up, you know, not that it comes, like, full or like a man. Still kind of girlish, but it's, <laughs> right. it's, the volume is high. And they were, like, surprised that I had that kind of gain, I guess, in my voice. <laughs> right. So they were like, I can't believe this little tiny man has that big voice. Yeah. And I think that was the first time I ever experienced that. And I, to this day, like, uh, even when I do auditions, I guess, like, I always, like, feel that I'm the loudest one. Uh -huh. And uh, what I, uh, if you guys don't know me personally, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, juxtaposition i guess yeah, yeah that i have because you know me um personally and i mumble a lot and sometimes i just go i speak but i speak to me like mm. if i need to like if we're just right. having a conversation sometimes i'll be like trying to bring up a, a point but since i'm normal i'm chilled i don't i i don't i know that i don't need to speak up right i kind of mumble i'm like and then People are like, what you just said? <laughs> and uh, my brother will always tell me that. It's like, you mumble a lot. Uh, we can't understand you sometimes. It's not your diction. It's just you mumble a lot. And the first time he ever went to see me doing a play, he stopped and he said, hey, how come you don't talk like that all the time? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I understood everything that you said. <laughs> and I have come up with that situation many, many times. So I don't know. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, personally, I do mumble a lot. I mean, I'm probably mumbling all the time on your show, but um, but yeah, it's just such a I mean, naturally, I'm a quiet person anyway, so I'm not used to like trying to be heard. Uh, if anything, being listened to is kind of scary for me. I'd rather I'd, all of my conversations are internal. <laughs> you know, it's like I'll be if, especially if I'm annoyed with somebody outside. I'll be saying, you know, I'll be asking them, or or, or sounding interested, and inside I'm like, what, what a dick bag, what the hell, sort of thing. But so, enough about your parents. Um, <laughs> my parents are very cool. What's up, guys? Jose de la Roca here, and I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am. And they only have one mission for the beer men to look, feel and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order that is de la roca d-e-l-a-r-o-c-a -E so yeah so we were kind of setting up and then um if people listen to the podcast uh the last podcast we did they would know that you're very into 
how things work and what they work for, especially when it comes to audio, right? Yeah. And I'm like the other way where I just like um as long as it you know sounds good, mm-hmm. uh, it's okay. But I don't know how things work, so I bought this new cable. By the way, I'm hearing myself back. Do you hear it? Yeah, um, no. I no. think I hear myself like coming up somewhere. Oh, reflecting. Yeah, probably. but it's funny because we're, we're we're about to talk technical shit right now, which is you know <laughs> that's always fun. Yeah, so I had this little you know Behringer mixer that I bought. I bought a brand new kind of setup for my desk, and my big uh, mixer didn't fit there, so I had this little one, and only has one XLR input. And then I decided to buy cables uh, for the mic that you're using at the moment, and. Unfortunately, like it was one of those XLRs to like, uh, you know, input to left and right. Yeah. But it turns out that fucking mixer doesn't have a what? Like, like balanced to unbalanced audio. Yeah, but it doesn't, you said it didn't have, um, the, the little mixer, it seems like it only has one mic pre. So, um, so if you're trying, if you're plugging in another, um, mic into it, uh, it's going to be into the other channel is going to be expecting like line level because there are line level devices that still have like uh, quote unquote mic cables like XLR cables and um, but they're still sending out line level and so it's expecting it to be loud but if you're putting a, a mic into it then it's probably going to be um, it's, it's not going to be as loud as uh, unless you have another mic pre now probably your audio engineer uh, listeners are screaming at their at their screen right now because I probably got something wrong, but I think that's what it is. Who cares? Uh, it's not like... <laughs> and by the way, if you have anything to say, send us an email. Hello yeah. at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. Okay, so... But isn't it funny that I had this little um, adapter, which is a 3.5, uh, you know... Um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, like uh, the 8th the inch? Yeah, to the one fourth inches. Uh-huh. And it sounds good, like if I play something, you know, sounds good. But why is it that if I put one similar to that into a mic, it doesn't sound anything? Oh, yeah, I I think it's possibly um, because of that, like your computer is going to be putting out line level, I'm pretty sure. Um, Can a mic have line level then? No, I don't think so. Not that I, I mean, there may exist. I'm really not sure. And by the way, I'm telling you, I just know what works, what doesn't, and what makes good sound. I don't know anything about specifics. I don't know, like, you knew about line level. I didn't know that. But I just know that it sounds good. So now I I just know that I need to return that cable. And I'm going to have to get either a new uh, mixer or figure out where I'm going to put this big-ass mixer that we're (laughs) using right now. That's that's the thing. There's those two philosophies of, um, and, and maybe this doesn't even exist, but I feel like I've observed it with um, with people who who deal with audio a lot. Some of them will like, yeah, they won't know the technicality, but they have such a good ear for like what sounds good, and um, and they just use um, whatever type of gear, whether it be like really high end or just like really cheap stuff. Um, but they get amazing sound out of it. And then there's the other people who are much more technical and they know how to like use everything. And 
like uh, I sent you a link of I have a friend of mine that created yeah. an album, right? And this guy went to England just to live with this, um, you know, family that they offer a place for him to stay. And he just decided to. And that folk made a whole fucking album in his computer over there Dude, that's with so everything. Cool. And then he's he's literally went to school as a sound engineer. Yeah. He plays all these instruments. So he's like a professional. He yeah, knows what deal. it's supposed to sound like. Right. And he was talking about it. <laughs> it was funny because he was talking about, he said something like, oh, I use these headphones, um, blah, 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 to mix everything because he makes the sound oh. of a studio and then... I asked him and he told me, oh, yeah, the uh, the headphones, something, something. And I reached to search them and I thought it was going to be headphones. It's a plug-in. Yeah, plugins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I started looking into that and then I started looking at videos. And then all these fucking videos show these people with like mixing boards like crazy. And they have all of these channels mm-hmm. and they're going to the point that I just, I just said, nah, this is not for me because it's like. <laughs> After two minutes, I was lost. I was like, yeah, I think I will be a good sound engineer back in the 60s when there were right. like was... three outputs <laughs> and just make it sound good. Four channels. Now it's recording. like 150,000 channels and one channel has 27,000 divisions. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? That's why the music back then is so... Well, one of the reasons why the music back then is so brilliant is because they had such like... Um, like just like it was still a real guerrilla style of, of recording and uh and it's amazing like what the beatles and pink floyd did with just like four channels with eight channels and they made such a huge sound with all the limitations back then like now we have software um and that really compensates for having you know, like shitty gear sometimes of course you know um, or no gear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just need a program, and that's enough to get you through. You know, to to make a soundtrack or something like that. It's, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, yeah. So uh, all the stuff going on right now, and like for example, like I don't, you don't hear it, but I'm hearing like my voice bouncing off the wall, going into your mic and coming inside. Oh uh, yeah. So it's like one of those things that even though like I don't know how it happens. But I know it's happening. Yeah, and yeah. If people are listening and they're like, "We don't care," just tell me a joke or something. Well, you know, <laughs> got to get the uh, acoustic foam and start, you know, lining the walls and going I, down that rabbit hole. So much money! Like right now, I just realized I'm gonna have to buy a new mixer. By the way, you said you didn't like Behringer's, right? I used to, uh, and that's that's like there. There are probably some dumb audio uh, prejudices against certain brands and or certain. Um, you know, types of gear, but, but Behringer is like a company that I, before I thought was like really, uh, I just, just messed like with your mic. I know I can hear uh. the EQ. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. It's always fun. So they fixed it. Did you hear it? Yeah. 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 It's a lot. Um, it's not as toppy anymore. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, Behringer, I mean, it's amazing the things that they make, especially with like instruments, like they, there are these really expensive synthesizer uh, keyboards and Behringer knows how to make uh, like a version of them which look extremely similar and have the same kind of interface but um, but they're a lot cheaper and they sound really great too 
So I'm I'm very impressed with them now. And that's you see, I'm f- fucking with everything right now. <laughs> and the reason I'm messing with everything is because uh hello. Yeah. Go. It's because like this is a uh, a mixer that I haven't used in a while and I need to I guess I'm fixing it on the fly. You sound very good. I don't know how I sound. Yeah, you sound alright to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, whatever. Sound okay. A little quieter. But yeah. I am, right? Yeah, yeah. Hello. There you go. Oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. You were still uh Yeah. So yeah, I t- nice. so what oh there you go. But now I'm, I think I'm louder than you. There you go. There you go. There well, you go. I don't mind that. Yeah, so so basically this mixer, um, I put it away because I was using the little one. And um, there's one line in this mixer that I'm using that it sucks. And I forgot which one it is. So when you were talking, I thought I was on channel one, but you're on channel one. Oh, so yeah. when I started messing with it, I was messing with your <laughs> mic instead of my mic. So I had to go back when I started talking and then start messing with my mic. Uh, that was go. intentional. <coughs> intentional. That was. Uh, but guess what? Sound. I don't hear myself anymore. I don't hear. I don't hear myself coming into your mic. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We'll see. And then you sound fuller. You probably just gained the mic down. No, I put the mid out. Oh, you pulled out all the mids. Scooped yeah. out the mids. You want to hear it? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Huge difference. So that's me. So there you see, you see, you hear me bouncing off the walls right now. Ah, got ah. you. Yeah, you probably when you pull out the. Uh, now you the, don't. The mids. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, we could talk about sex now since <laughs> nobody. <laughs> now people are very. And you were saying about Behringer. So what's your number one mixer? I guess. Um, you know, I actually don't even have a mixer. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I, so I, how do you put out the? You just. Record well, every single I, instrument by uh, itself? No. Um, oh, yeah, pretty much. But it's, you know, the, the mixer on, on Logic, really, like the virtual mixer that's in your DAW, that's that's all I really use because I haven't found myself in a situation to where, at least yet, to where I would need, like, a physical mixer. But um, but I, I definitely do want to get one. If I do get one, I would like to get, like, an Allen & Heath. Um, those are pretty cool. They have a, a really neat line of, like, uh, affordable mixers, but they're decided. but they're good. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you don't think Behringer's? I mean, uh no, the Behringer's are great. I would definitely, you know, if I need to take take one around somewhere, I would definitely get like a Mackie or Behringer. That'd be cool. Yeah, they always say Mackie is the number one. Mackie is cool. I used to know a guy who had like, um, well, he did you know live sound, um, and he had like one of those huge like Onyx uh, Mackie boards, which were kind of. A lot more common back in the day. So, and I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then I always hear that Yamaha are good too. Yamahas are great. They have um, a really good um, like analog digital hybrid board that gets used a lot. And it's a, That's like, what I need for those mics right here that we have that you're using. Yeah. 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 Those, those are pretty, those are huge though. Those are like, um, they have like screens and, and whatnot and a lot of different, um, Especially with digital, like one knob does like fifty things. It's it can get confusing, but um, but it's really convenient. All right. So how's how's um, Nor? 
Uh, it's good. It hasn't been. It's it's gotten. You know, it's not like gotten millions of plays, but it's it's gotten a lot more than um, than uh, I guess. Not that I was not expecting it to to be listened to, but um, but I'm, I'm kind of surprised. And it's uh, it's it's uh, it's always fun to like go on the the Spotify like artist app and see you know who who's listening or who's listening in the sense of like you know, where they're from, like, you know, someone else oh, yeah, like, will listen to and stuff. It's, that happens with uh, me and um, the podcast. So yeah, I have two yeah. podcasts, right? right? And then I do it through SoundCloud. And uh, SoundCloud lets you know, not specifics, but for example, if somebody's listening in Spain. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I get a lot of um, places that I'm like, I mean, they don't return, but uh, <laughs> it's like uh, Russia. And then you'll be like, who's listening Rush. in like... Putin's uh, like checking it. <laughs> I know. He's saying, let me see this little midget, what he's doing. Um, uh, talking about freedom of speech. Hell no. Um, and things like that. But do you have... I'm guessing LA is the top one, yeah, right? Yeah, LA is definitely friends where the most and listeners family. are. Mm-hmm. And then do you have uh, another one like... Because I have friends in the East Coast, I get a lot of East Coast plays. Mm-hmm. Do you have something like that that's consistent? Um, my uh, well, since uh, Serena, uh, my the other the other half of the duo, um, she has family in uh, Lebanon, so they definitely showed up. Uh, Lebanon um, was tuning in. I'm a little disappointed that uh, South America didn't, <laughs> hasn't yet, or at least not that Spotify has reported. Um, so you're saying your family never yeah, bothered to? Yeah, what the like, heck? Wait, what did the you heck, even tell family? them? No. <laughs> that, that's the thing. We didn't really promote the album very much at all. No, did you tell but, your family? Uh, I posted on Facebook, and a bunch of them saw and liked it. Who knows? I mean, it's all in English, so I don't know if maybe they didn't exactly... Maybe, you know, maybe they didn't check. Or maybe they don't have Spotify. You're throwing shade at them? Yeah, (laughs) those motherfuckers that don't speak English. What the heck? (laughs) No. But no, I'm saying, like, I think I didn't do a very good job at, like, informing them. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. You know. I'm terrible at promoting myself. I think it's just an insecurity thing. And I'll give you an example. You never reposted our last podcast. Yeah, I did. Yeah. On I SoundCloud? Did, I, I posted oh on SoundCloud. Oh no, no, I totally forgot. See, I <laughs> I haven't been on SoundCloud in a while. Um I don't think Noor's on SoundCloud. We need to make that happen. But, no, because it's free, so you don't want that. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You don't want to cross paths. Once you go into you know I guess like if I ever cro- uh, if I ever have a good audience and cross into like you gotta pay to listen to a podcast, I can't go back. You know, right, I mean? right. Like, yeah. you know, like uh, I wrote a book and I put it out there for ten dollars starting. Right. I should have just said, hey, if you buy it this first six months is ninety nine cents. But right. I didn't. And I can't go back from ten dollars. And now just I literally have a bunch of them here and I give it out for free. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, I can't That's go back goes. to like like Amazon and be like, all right, now it's one dollar can't yeah, do that right right no that's true and I, I i i remember buying the book and you signing it for me and uh, and that was cool that was really neat it's a fun book man it's it's fun to read you write it 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't finish it. I don't finish any books, unfortunately. But um, but I remember reading it, and like you can hear it in your voice. It's, it's yeah, that's what I hear. But then it's funny thing because I'm actually having a friend of mine, uh, kind of help me with this. In she's kind of like my editor now. Oh, cool. And because there's a lot of because it's my voice, I don't speak perfect grammar. So it, there's a lot of grammatical er- errors in there. So like to you want to have it clean where like a white boy in Indiana picks it up <laughs> and understands me, right? He doesn't know me, but he, at least he needs to understand what I wrote, right? right like right. sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, I could hear your voice. And it's a good thing and a bad thing, but, you know, I need to have it properly. So I'm re-releasing it this year. So we'll Oh, see. nice. Cool. That's exciting. Are you gonna? Is there gonna be a um, release party? <laughs> yeah, release party. Yeah. It's you and I <laughs> taking pictures it, of the book. That's right, <laughs> dude. Yeah, no, like, um, like, are you? And I imagine as your son gets older, um, there could definitely be like a sequel in the works. Uh, one thing I want to say though, it's funny that we're talking about your friends in 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 Bolivia, right? So yes. in Bolivia, yeah. and then. Uh, for those people who don't know, Bolivian South America, and they speak Spanish. Um, so I wrote the book, and then I forgot who asked me a couple of months ago, are you going to uh, do it in Spanish, my book ah, in Spanish? Yeah. And then he, I said no, and then he continued to say, yeah, so we could all read it. And then, you know, which is my family in Guatemala, right? Mm. And then he continues to say, and your mom could read it too. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want, I don't think my mom wants to read it. <laughs> I, because I, I basically, I, I'm honest about it. That right. book is very honest. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't see all the points of that I point out, and if you, because you know, people, all of us, we only see what we want to see, right? Yeah. I Sometimes we just read what we want to read. Right. So I know the way my mom would take it and she would be like, you're talking shit about me mm. and which is right, you know, <laughs> but I'm also saying like she probably had, you know, issues like we all do. Sure. And I don't blame her in the bad things she did. Yeah. And she was not the worst. You know, she still took care of me and, you know, provided and stuff like that. But People are like, oh, you're going to do it in Spanish. I'm like, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> Let her have Why Guatemala not? where <laughs> everybody thinks she's, you know, okay. Over there. <laughs> yeah, man, family. I mean, especially with our culture, um, like our, our Hispanic Latino culture, it's family is a huge thing. And, uh, and I remember that being like a culture shock for my mom when she came over here. She saw often like the way her her relationship of her peers with their parents and her being like, oh, my gosh, I would never be like that, you know, with my with my folks, Um, because she was always like just religiously respectful with them. She's very she's very conservative. So, uh, yeah, even politically conservative. But it's but yeah, so that was that was kind of a surprise how. like in America, there's a lot more individualism. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna base your life around what your parents might think or or their opinions. You're gonna do what's right for you. Um, whereas uh, 
like for her there there was definitely like a sense of accountability like if i do this is that gonna somehow shame my family or um if i do this it's gonna you know be a benefit to them too wow yeah. i'm glad i'm not her son because she'll be like you're <laughs> shaming us with <laughs> those stupid like, videos you're doing yeah that's always the thing is like eh, your life is always is extremely tied to how you were raised Well, I think I'm like not like that at all. And I was I even did a podcast where I said that uh because how that's our culture, right? How some people even to this day and some people in my life, they uh, let's just say they have this connection with their family even mm-hmm. though their family has never been there. Right. Or like right, for yeah. example, what I'll do it personally and this applies to people that i know mm-hmm. my dad hasn't been there right. my dad uh since i was little hasn't been there one time i asked him for 500 bucks because i was struggling and mm-hmm. i need a brand new computer he literally says no that was the first time i ever asked for anything wow so why should i be there for him when he has never been there for me yeah, so right yeah. so I understand that i'm going to be there for people who have helped me through throughout my life yeah i would do yeah. anything for my brother like literally anything right my brother literally tells me go clean the yard i will go clean it uh-huh, right uh-huh. my mom says clean the dishes i'll be like nah <laughs> but that's that's my way of thinking by the way like right, everybody yeah. has their, you know it's a of free course. country yeah. but i believe that let's say you give me a ride mm-hmm. if you ask me for a ride i'll definitely give you a ride well, yeah. and like if you need something i'll help you out yeah if somebody goes tells me go fuck yourself and then next week tells me hey can you give me a ride no i'll be like go fuck yourself <laughs> so that's my that's well, fair. including yeah. with family why would somebody have all this like i need to go see my dad i need to take him food i need to help him when that person has never been there for them yeah i understand that and and there's also those sometimes those people in your family that um that are just like black holes like they'll you'll do all these things for them they will never reciprocate you know or or really express any appreciation but um just depending on your your relationship or your history with them sometimes like i have maybe people in my family that that maybe i haven't poured into but definitely like my mom or my sister have and and you don't really see them giving back at all but um but that's uh you know that's That's them. I mean, I think that they're they're definitely a lot, you know, bigger than I am and and I um and I in turn will want to go the extra mile for them because I see them doing that for for others. So I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's a weird relationship that we have as Latinos, but yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Talking about books. So, do you ever want to write a book? I wrote a few short stories. Um, they were like sci-fi short stories. And that, it was, uh, I, I'm definitely, I'm, I don't think I'm a writer. Like I, it was, it was challenging. Like I kept editing myself while I was writing, but one of them actually got, um, <laughs> I submitted it to this, um, well, the, the Church of Scientology has like a sci-fi writers like contest or something like that. And I submitted and I got like a, an honorable mention, like a certificate and everything. They misspelled my name uh, on the certificate. I'm like, you know, what? I'm not mad at that. If I if my 
name is in their system and is incorrect, so be it. That's that's all right with me. But um, but yeah, it was it's 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 pretty fun. But I like I would have such a hard time trying to write a full book because that's what well, what was the story about? That story was about like um, and this was like a few years ago. So if it sounds like any films or or series, you know, this is before like series were exactly a thing but um it it was about this this girl it was basically it was like post-apocalyptic and um and this alien race had like come to earth and basically saw humans as, as animals like the whole planet of the apes sort of thing where um uh they actually had like a, a benevolent uh, uh nature and they thought Oh, these poor humans are, you know, destroying themselves. We have to look after them. So they very much took a position um, over the human race, like we do over animals. And that was like, and I tried to make that like a literal um, comparison, where they would like show up, find humans, and then like tag them, and uh, so that they can monitor. Put them on leashes and stuff yeah, like that. sort yeah? of thing. Yeah, to where it's like we have to monitor their. Uh, you know their habits and and stuff like that, and see if their numbers are diminishing, so that we can, you know, protect the species. And you can only imagine how that would be for us as humans, if you know we started getting treated like the way we treat, you know, uh, animals and stuff like that. That's a good story, though. That's it a good plot. Neat. Yeah, it was. It had. Is like there a, anything like that out there? Uh, I'm you know? sure. I'm sure there is. Like it had a female protagonist, and I thought that was kind of cool. There's almost no dialogue because it was, you know, there weren't very many people left. But it's funny to hear you talk about the story because you're so like analytical, right? So you were like <laughs> female, what protagonist? Yeah, like a main character. Jesus, I would just write a fucking story. I would not like <laughs> That's even. How it, I wouldn't like. You see, that's it goes back to what I was saying, right? I would just write the book story or whatever. Yeah. But I literally I create stuff without knowing what it is, right? Like and that's cool. I create rhymes without knowing that there's a specific thing that I do and stuff yeah. like that. And you're the other way. You're like, Well these this one is supposed to be <laughs> a X, Y, and Z, so the Z is supposed to be behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I and and since I'm not exactly a, a proper writer, uh I did sort of approach it that way to where I kind of just made the story as I went. I mean, I had an idea of what I wanted the outcome to be in the story, but um, but that might be the one that I liked the most. I wrote another one after that was much longer, and it was all about... Um, it was it was more dystopian, and uh, it was about people who... Like, there's the pop population was too huge. People couldn't really work anymore. So, uh, like, the world order, the the government was... Um, it was almost completely welfare. Um, uh, had like a total welfare system where people were their main task was to basically get drugged up, go to like quote unquote a job, and then go to sleep. And their whole lives were, you know, hinged around uh, just doing that routine and um, and like following their only entertainment was just like like social media but it was social media of like just completely live stream everything like uh it turns out that the live stream was fabricated the, 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 that story was like 
probably way too convoluted and and crazy and yeah i don't think i will ever write sci-fi because uh, it's very like like that darkish yeah I guess. It, it tends to and, be uh, yeah i'm not but the only i have an idea for a sci-fi either show or a movie uh-huh. and i'll tell you so it could be out there oh. if, if anybody you know so it could be on the record right? that's right <laughs> yeah so basically it goes like this um I guess I'll say me, right? Uh-huh. So uh, the the main character. Yes. So basically, the main character, or as we call it, me, I. Uh, so basically, I donate blood, uh, and then I the first time I donate blood, they tell me that I'm a, a positive, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I get into an accident, and then I turn into like a certain age, like 21 or 18 or whatever. And I decided to, now that I'm here, I go and give out blood again. Uh-huh. And when they ask me what type of blood, I say, you know, I'm A+. Plus. That's how. And when they take out the blood, they realize that my blood is not A+, plus anymore. Ooh. But it has, it's a different type of blood that, you know, it's kind of something like O. Uh-huh. But it, it's kind of weird. They still need to figure out what kind of blood it is, but it's a good blood. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that they use that blood on somebody that has a disease, like, a, you know, something major like you know AIDS or anything oh right and it cures them oh so now they ah. go back and track who gave that blood yeah and they realize it's me but they're trying to chase me because they figure out that something happened to me or i'm something kind of special right right that i have the cure for everything the healer yeah and yeah. now i'm i'm being hunted Exactly. And then comes other people to help me. But that's the basics. That totally sounds like a series. Something happened to me, whether it's me Uh or something happens to me in the accident that for some reason my blood changed and now my blood has superpowers. Oh, that's cool. I like that. That would be a a thing that I would... uh I would definitely watch. Yeah, so that's the premise, I guess. Yeah. By the way, you're a writer. So... uh, I change Twitter handles and everything. So at Mr. Jose de la Roca, right? At Mr. Jose de la Roca. But I decided to ch- keep my old stuff, like my dad without a dad stuff. Yeah. Because I feel that, that I'm going to create a production company and it's going to be dad without a dad. Oh, cool. So I decided nice. to keep all my stuff. So I was playing with my uh, that Twitter handle uh-huh. and I decided to... You know how I told you I like to try new stuff and see yeah. what works and what doesn't work? Yeah, exactly. So I decided to go and start following all these like writers and promote my book. And it's been working. It's like I had like 300 followers at the moment, wow. like in two days. Oh, my goodness. But then everything that I see about the writers is how like basically if you just write, you're a writer. And it's truth. You know, like you were published, right? Yeah, in a sense. And then so you're technically a writer. Yeah, it's um, that's true. I mean, it, there's definitely like a a go out and do and, and and that's the thing about almost any craft. The more you do it, like the better you'll get at it. And that's why I always tell like um, my musical partner Serena, like we just got to keep churning out things, um, even if we don't release it or not, because it's like you know y- you do hear that analogy of of digging the well and you're going to get salt water in the beginning, but the more you dig and it's going to be something pure and, and better. So, um, so yeah, it's important to, even if you're not sure, like, I don't know if I can 
you know, write a book or I don't know if I can. How do you know uh, if you haven't done it, though? Just try it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely see if you can, because maybe you're brilliant at it. And and, and there's definitely something inside you that's going to tell you, you know, it, it'll be like for me making music. I I used to think like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough at it. I don't know if anything to me it's like I have no choice. I have to do it. Something in me just has to has to make music, has to has to write riffs and, and put sounds together. And I'm sure that's like the same way for you because you, you generate a lot of art. So, Yeah. And then since I was doing all that, like following writers and they're, you know, I get to see what they're, they're posts and everything. Uh, somebody posted something about like, um, like YouTube and stuff like that. And then I started thinking, I'm like, I'm technically a writer. I wrote a book. I like to write stuff. I'm always yeah. writing. But I also write videos. Mm. Does that still consider writing? Because basically, yeah, it is. I mean, did you see my my video that I did about when I rhymed a podcast? Like I basically I did a rhyme about this podcast, uh-huh. and I created the the rhyme. Right. Oh yes, and that's I right. I yeah. wrote it, but then I said it, and then I put music to it, and then I made a video. Yeah. Is that? technically a writer that is writing i mean you know there are people who write tv shows and stuff like that so that's there's really all kinds of writing so yeah you're absolutely right about that and that's um it's amazing i always kind of wanted to um and i feel like you'd be really good at this but like write like a screenplay or something i mean that's how i started writing by the way so Uh i was in theater and i was doing this workshop where we needed to write plays little short plays so they're basically 10 pages 10 minutes and then you will be judged at the end and then sometimes even like if you did good you will be selected to go compete nationally right Mm. i wrote three plays and they made one but i was it was funny because that's the only thing that i ever look back to and i feel that i could change when i wrote those stories i was going out of of college so i wrote those stories and then uh, i submitted them and then i graduated and i started working uh at kfc and uh um, uh in radio uh-huh. and my life changed and i became you know radio 24 7 and stuff like that later i found out that they did my play my 10 minute play somebody oh. picked it and they actually did it somebody performed it did the lighting casted the whole thing oh my goodness and nobody told me really nobody told me they didn't tell me like hey we're gonna do it nobody said hey we're performing for three weeks your 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 play i think we casted it we lied it the whole thing never that seems kind of messed up man so i never see my i never saw my art i guess be performed and it, I still remember it was pretty cool. Is the premises of it? Um, ah, look at me now. I know how to talk. <laughs> so I remember working part time at Party City, uh-huh. uh, right here in Pasadena. And I remember that me and my friend we will always talk shit while ringing all the customers. Yeah. So the uh, the cashiers were together in a box. So he was on my right and I was on his left. Uh-huh. And we basically we just needed to click everything and charge people. Uh-huh. And it was this tall, skinny black guy. And we will always talk shit. So <laughs> that was the premise yeah. where like people are just we are in our own conversation talking about having sex or stuff like that while ringing people. Oh. And then 
I'm trying to get laid with their manager and our, <laughs> and, and our district manager is this big fat guy, which he was. And oh. then somebody comes and robbed the store. <gasps> and then uh, that's when my true self comes out uh-huh. and literally shows how how damaged my brain is, meaning like how many problems I'm going through uh. to the point that I laid out all the stuff that, that is going on through my head in my personal life to the point that the, the robber decides not to kill us. Yeah. So it's it's a funny one. That's cool. You know, like, uh, but I never got to see it. Oh, what a shame. That's amazing. Because that's like, that's your intellectual property. So it's amazing. I should they- go and look for it because I don't have it. Like uh, I told you, I used to drink a lot and um, my computer, I lost my computer. I was in the bus coming back from my birthday party and then oh, I was no. so drunk, so messed up that um, I missed my bus stop. And I have my suitcase with me. And I remember like falling asleep again because I was so uh, wasted yeah. that I wake up and then I see my bus stop again. So I just got up and, uh, and got off from the bus oh and I left no. my suitcase with my laptop, everything. And I never saw my laptop again. That laptop had like $3,000 worth of music. Uh, the worst, it, it, literally, the, the only thing that really hurt me was that it was all the pictures that I had from my niece and my nephews. Yeah. Since they were born until the age that I lost oh it, which was no. like two, three. But, um, you know, pictures with the president, like Obama and stuff like that. Wow. I lost everything because I never backed up anything. My gosh. But um, uh, and then all the plays that I did, all the stuff that I wrote was in the computer. So I never really got to, like, keep it. But, that's such a scary feeling of, like, just, like, losing um, just, you know, pictures and, and stuff like that and things that you, you know, you save on your computer. You think, like, all right, it's there. It's good. And maybe you don't back it up and even in our phones like people get their phones upgraded all the time and eventually their phones just like get old and die and don't turn back on again it's like you have things in there that's why everybody's investing in uh in companies that they specify in cloud yeah cloud yeah exactly everything's existing there now what's up guys jose de la roca here and i'm happy to announce that i have partnered up with live bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am. And they only have one mission for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code De La Roca to get 10% off your order. That is De La Roca. D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. So you not only are a writer, a musician, a producer, but you like to read a lot. Yeah, I would say I I probably like, um, I have like a ton of books uh, at home. I have a... Uh, yeah, I remember uh, like you will either relieve me or, or I'll relieve you and then I'll see like <laughs> Those books that you see only like uh, like a garage sale, they're so old that they're yeah. like literally almost dying or falling off or yeah, like the pages are. Co- it's not even that yellow. Out. It's that like gold yellow that you're like, <laughs> why you have like a ton of those? I have a lot. Yeah, I have a. It's almost like a library at home. Most of the books are you know over a hundred years old, so <laughs> some of them like. Like, this is not a reading copy. Like, I have to... So then I, I, if I really like a title, like I 
um, told you I'm, I'm reading 1984 right now by George Orwell, which I probably should have read a long time ago. But um, but I have like a first edition and it, it's it's not worth anything because it doesn't have like the the dust jacket or anything. It's just the book. But um, but it's it's older and it's the first edition. So I'm like, this is not a reading copy. I'm, I'm, now I need to get a paperback, which I got. And so basically like you have two or three of every you know, title that you have is because like, here's the reading copies and here's you or you me. Yeah. <laughs> and there are others, there are other uh, book collectors out there too. Like I can't, like I can't imagine like trying to read uh, a book from like 1870 because I just be too scared of breaking it. You know, it's, but, I yeah. think you have OCD with things that you like, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You like to read and you have all these fucking books. You like to do music and you have all these like 20,000 keyboards and 20,000 <laughs> guitars in your 50 square feet room. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's like uh, six feet in every direction. And if anybody wants to see your books and your 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 instruments, I always see you posting like um, when you're playing guitar. Oh, yeah. And the background is your books. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they lined the walls of my room and there are stacks of them on the floor. And I used to sleep with um, with books on the bed like for the longest time because I didn't have a place to put them. Like, oh, they're just going to stay on the bed for a while. And um, But it's like I'm just afraid of... Um, as for the OCD part, like I'm, I'm just afraid of, of, of them getting worn down, you know, because I know it's in time they're just going to be worn down anyway. Uh, I've actually got books that were, they had like book mold, but they were like worth it, like they were um, old titles I wanted to have. Uh, so what I do, what I do is, and I saw this on YouTube, but um, what you do is you put it in a plastic bag and you you fill it with um, baking soda. And uh, and you put that in the freezer. And I left these books in the freezer for like a year and a half and pretty much forgot that they were there until I was digging through the freezer <laughs> ones. <laughs> How can you forget you have <laughs> books in the freezer? How is it that Doesn't you don't... everyone? <laughs> How is it that... Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay, and... I have a problem there. How is it that you don't go and get the frozen sausages when you're going to have like breakfast and say, hey, those are books... Yeah, I know. Well, everybody else. Do you did. have your own fridge? No, it's 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 the the fridge at home, and and my mom will be like, "You got to do something with these books because they're still here." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I got to air them out. I got to take them out." You cannot forget. She <laughs> told you every week. It's like, what the fuck, Andre? What are these books? I need to put my frozen sausages in it. But <laughs> and it actually worked. Like I took them out, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, the book mold is gone," and there was only like just a slight stain, and it it actually. For the foxing of the pages, um, I actually reduced it a lot or reversed it. So it's was, it was pretty. It's a good technique to any of you yeah. who want to do that. Get rid of book mold. Yeah, we got a package. Um, all right, before we leave, because I like to read biographies mm. and I like to read a lot of music. That's the way I yeah. learn about music. Yeah. Give me a book or two that you recommend for people to read about music, and doesn't mean that has to be a singer a group has to be just related to music to music i um well i don't know if this would apply to you but i i really do love um classical music and um if anyone there has like a remote interest in classical music they should check out um stories of um of the 
it's like stories of the great composers by Schoenberg and not not the composer Schoenberg, but um but it's it's nice because it, it goes into the lives of a lot of composers and 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 just puts a context to when they um wrote and created their music and what their lives were like and what was surrounding it and um and um that would be really cool. Also, I would say um there's a uh, a lot of a lot of musicians wrote like poetry books and I know David Byrne has a book about just him um David Byrne from the Talking Heads he he has a book about um him bicycling different places and there's photographs I think and and he just talks about things that he observes and thoughts that he's had and that's pretty brilliant and and the other one would be um like uh this book that I had uh I actually gave it to a friend uh and it was interviews with Bob Dylan it was almost every like print interview he had and um that's an amazing way to get just like insight and perspective into um like an artist's technique and and um and again like putting context to the music which which always fascinates me because you can you can really like a song but when you really know the background to it it's uh you kind of love it even more i think you would like keith richards his ah, biography it's funny yeah, to bet. see how like some songs they would just make them in like a minute uh-huh and then some songs will be like six months exactly. and they're still writing. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Another book I think you will like, and I could let you borrow it once you finish your a thousand books that you put in the <laughs> fridge. Um, since we're talking about being simplistic in the recording era, uh-huh. me- remember in the 60s? And so-, so Neil Young. Mm. Uh, heck yeah neil young has this theory where he says that less the better yeah yeah and then um i I forgot why i decided to buy the book but i just bought it uh i maybe had mistaken him by neil diamond oh (laughs) because you know like you it's if you throw somebody on earth they i think they will hear about neil diamond more than neil young Right. Because he's more pop, right? Yeah, he's definitely a lot more pop and he had that, you know. Yeah, and he's in movies and stuff like that. Right, right. So, but Neil Young, uh, I picked up the book and I loved it. He oh, goes yeah. through his, like, ways of recording. He talks about his sons who have, like, cerebral palsy mm. and something that probably he has. Yeah. And how he started, like, uh, streaming services to hear true music. That's right. And, I know. and it failed. Well, he doesn't talk it's about that because back yeah. in the days. Right. Um, but he also t- um, gives even recipes to cook. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Oh, this is, I need to get this. this so awesome. if you like to, you know, learn about how simplistic music was before and how true sounds, I guess, because yeah, it's so yeah. modified. And that's another thing about going back to our beginning of this uh, podcast. I feel that because my ear is not so trained, it just wants to hear good sound. Right, right, right. Um, I cannot be one of those producers that modifies one little wave and then puts something in it, and people are like, oh, yeah. And I'll be like, <laughs> what do you just did? I can't hear a shit, you know? <laughs> but, right. and I'm not going to like pretend I know, uh, yeah. you know? I, I wish I could know and I wish I could learn, but that's not my ear, you know. No, anyway. I, I totally get that, and and I I still have um, 
a developing ear too. And there's a lot of things to where my, um, a lot of my engineer friends, uh, will, will do like, Oh, do you hear this? Like, do you kind of hear this? I, I think this mic is acting up. Do you kind of hear? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You just nod along, you know? And it's embarrassing. And they're like, oh, no, wait, that was the wrong one. It's like, oh, I knew. <laughs> like but, when I was telling you I was bouncing off the walls and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear that too. Yeah, yeah. You just, I, I'll, I'll fix it. No, no, I, I totally get that. Absolutely. So where could people find Nerd? Uh, you can find it on Spotify. Uh, the band is Cybercrime and uh, the album is newer. Uh, give it a listen. And uh, it's... It's pretty, uh, it's like I say, it's it's meant to be sipped and not shot. So, uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> you know, try out a few of the tracks. They're all pretty different. And um, what I was going to say, so you never told us what countries you were surprised to see that people are listening to. Yeah, it was, you know, um, just a couple, like Australia and, and obviously Lebanon, you know, we know why. But, um, but yeah, that was, well, the thing that made me upset was that I saw some, um, towards the beginning we, we released the album on new year's day and i was like oh my gosh it's like being streamed all over and then i checked back like a few days later and those countries are gone and i'm like okay we're like i can get like okay that was like a one-time stream but like i hope still being counted you know sort of, but not that i'm not that i don't trust spotify i definitely do and i'm definitely grateful to be on it but uh but i always i was kind of like uh it's kind of curious so i'm still learning you keep talking about spotify it's everywhere by the way i yeah, listen on to Apple it on, on itunes yeah so. yeah and even though spotify is worldwide right it's like we live in the united states where apple rules right everybody yeah. has an iphone yeah. but worldwide android phones are the ones that rule the 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 world yeah you knew that right uh no so basically <laughs> the biggest uh cell phone platform is android in the world dang in the united states it's apple right i think right. it's like yeah, most of out of 10 seven people are going to have an iphone yeah but in the world out of 10 seven people are going to have an android yeah so it's one of those things that you we live in this little bubble of ours i know yeah but spotify yes yeah, worldwide uh here maybe there's more itunes listeners because you know we have the ecosystem of Apple. So. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's also on uh, Apple Music and uh, and and a few others. So yeah, definitely check it out. I didn't know that. It's yeah, yeah. It's and cool. you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, it was thank fun you. Again. We're yeah. talking engineering and shit. <laughs> Once again, where could people find newer? I said nur. <laughs> newer newer it looks like nur and you are uh, and you can find it on spotify apple music uh check out our instagram under uh cybercrime band and uh, yeah i hope you like it and go check out your your partner that's right yeah uh serena uh, she's on instagram as a uh, surreal i put you in the spot <laughs> so next time you guys are listening to morning jose thank you very much andre we'll see you next time